This was the worst one I ever had by far. She walks away, calls me a bitch and continues to call me a bitch. And I'm just like, whoa, where the maid of honor herself, sister of the bride, was not happy that I told her that I was going to get her a chair in a few seconds once I got everybody lined up. Hey ladies, welcome to season three of B3 Podcast, Boss Babies and Bottles. And for those of you that are new here, my name is Jessica with a Y. I'm a twin mom, wedding and event planner, entrepreneur, and for today, your drinking buddy. May that be coffee or wine, depending on the time of day. Here I get real with you and talk about all things mom life, building your business, and event planning. What I've loved most about my first two seasons with you guys is that I've gotten to meet some amazing women and moms that are just like me, just trying to do their best in life. I've also been able to get super real with you all on my life and motherhood in general. So join me this season as I go through the twins' first birthday and what it's like to be a mom of twin free toddlers. I'll also be having some amazing special guests and going through some of my best wedding planning stories too. So grab your favorite bottle or drink and let's get this party started. people welcome to today's episode of boss babies and bottles today i'm coming back to you with uh memoirs of a wedding planner wedding disasters part four i think you guys have really been enjoying this um mini series of mine so i got some other extra situations for you guys uh of different things that have happened to uh us at weddings uh some of them pretty recent one time we were doing this really great wedding it was a huge bridal party i want to say it was about 10 10 bridesmaids, 10 groomsmen. And I'm not really sure 100% what happened to this bride, but I think she just like miscalculated how many people were coming. This was, and I, I said some of these were recent, but the rally is one's not recent. So she miscalculated with how many people I think were coming, or she had some unexpected people show up. It wasn't by a lot, it was by a little bit, but it was enough where. The people who didn't have a seat, because obviously, you know, well, I say obviously because I do this all the time, but whenever we sit people down for the reception for the dinner portion, we then, we sit everybody down and then we bring in the bridal party through introductions. So we bring those couples in and then the bride and groom. So all the guests are sitting down at this current moment and it's just the bridal party. They're all standing outside with us. Uh, We're lining them up so they can get introduced and get into the room for dinner and then we realize, or I realize, and I think my, my team realizes, I, or I realize something like that happens. And then the bridal party realizes that there's chairs missing at their tables. And the maid of honor comes up to me and she goes, I really need a chair. And I said, I understand. We're going to go ahead and get you one. My team is currently working on that. Now, mind you, this was one of these venues where you had to bring everything in. So there were no extra chairs, everybody. Okay, so how I'm going to materialize chairs, I'm still figuring it out. But if you know me, I worry about what is supposed to be happening in the moment. So I'm figuring out how I'm going to get these introductions, keep dinner on time so things don't get cold. You know what I mean? And just keep the evening going. I'm pretty sure it's just the bridal party. Like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I can get you guys chairs. We'll figure it out. Like, you know, we still have to get you into the room. Uh, It wasn't even a room. This was an outdoor wedding. Um, And so... I'm like, yeah, no problem. We're going to go ahead and get that for you, blah, 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 blah. And she walks away, calls me a bitch, and continues to call me a bitch. And I'm just like, whoa, what did I do? And my team is like, is she okay? And I'm like, 
Yeah, I mean, she's screaming. She's screaming what a bad, terrible person I am because I don't find her a chair at this exact moment when she's not even in there yet. But yes, I am perfectly fine. And so moral of the story is, you know, and this is what I tell, I, and I'm obviously very specific on it now. I tell people, I'm like, I cannot materialize chairs out of nowhere, so please make sure that maybe we even order a few extra chairs, even though it usually doesn't happen, but it has before, as you can see in this situation, where the maid of honor herself, sister of the bride, was not happy that I told her that I was going to get her chair in a few seconds once I got everybody lined up. Okay, And I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, my team was working on finding her a chair in the background. Like they were figuring that out while I was getting everything ready. So, haha, number one. Number two, speaking of miscalculations uh, of guests and RSVPs, this was the worst one I ever had by far. So I did this beautiful, gorgeous wedding in a gardens in Orlando once. And this bride, she was super detailed the whole entire time, but she didn't find it necessary. I realized this, I, I figured this out after. So again, these are all things that have happened to me. So I have readjusted the way I say things and do things in my wedding planning. So these things will happen to me again. By the way, this was like probably my first year of doing weddings. So this was definitely a long time ago, but it was so traumatic, I still remember it. So her wedding, gorgeous Orlando, like I said, we're doing the whole thing, I've set it up. It was supposed to be like 40 people and it was a daytime wedding with a lunch, I think no bar, definitely not recommended if you ask me, but I haven't done those in a really long time either. It's not very common anymore, but this is what was happening. So it's like nine in the morning and this couple's getting married. I wanna say it was like nine maybe 10 but probably somewhere around those lines and the ceremony and the bride is like yeah it's only like 40 people and so like I set up four tables and everything's fine and I remember she had these hunter green linens like it was it was a garden theme so she had these gorgeous hunter green linens and these beautiful centerpieces you know everything was like super cute so the ceremony starts I get them down the aisle and we have 40 chairs out for the ceremony or 42 whatever the number was at that moment and I'm standing back there and I realize that there's like a solid 15 people standing not including the wedding party that is standing at the top like where the arches which was probably a total of like 20 something people that were standing and I was like wait a minute if I have 40 chairs why do I have also, you know, an extra 15 people stand, guest standing plus the bridal party? And then it hits me that she completely has the wrong number. So this is during the ceremony. I have at this point in time, the hour of cocktail hour and probably the 15 minutes left of ceremony to figure it out. And again, and I just remembered it was a Sunday wedding. Okay, super early in the morning. If we all know, not many things are open that early on a Sunday. I go crazy. I'm just like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I go into the reception room. And again, I'm like, how do I materialize? Now I'm not just materializing chairs. I'm materializing tables, chairs, silverware, glassware, food, centerpieces. I got to set up two full tables, extra tables for people. Linens. I had nothing, guys. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. Okay, so I hit, you know, what it, what I, what I call problem solving mode, Jessica, where I don't think about the problem. I just solve the problem and thank God I go into that mode. Probably what makes me, in my opinion, a good wedding planner. I go into this like eh, mode 
And so here we go. I start searching the whole entire gardens, okay? The office, like they have like this indoor, like the reception was indoors. So they had like these closets and these offices and all this kind of jazz. I go into every single room. I break into some rooms. I'm not even going to lie to you. Okay. I'm sure if this garden knew, garden, if the gardens knew I did that, they probably would have had me kicked out. I probably looked like a little bit crazy. Um, the ceremony is done. I go up to, I remember like searching frantically for a few minutes to figure out what I could do. And in those few minutes, I remember talking to the caterer too. And I was like, Hey, what can you do? We probably have like 20 extra people for food. And he's like, yeah, I can do nothing. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no one's here. Like they sent me with this food. Like this was it, you know? And I was like, okay, so I really have to figure it out. So I'm like, what can I figure out? What's even open on a Sunday morning? Like that was another thing I ended up coming up with, like another problem I ended up coming up with. So now I'm just like, okay. So I end up finding open or close to being open. And I tried calling and they were open was Buca di Peppo, which is an Italian place, if you know anything about it. And this Brian's original menu had a little Italian to it. Not like a ton, but like a little bit. So I was able to order from them. Mind you, this is still without permission from the bride. But I was like, if you guys can make sure you have it and get it to me within the hour. I had to pay a gazillion dollars. I remember paying a ton of money for this. Well, not me, the couple. The father actually was the one who ended up paying it. But, you know, so we're just sitting there and I'm just like, okay, we can do this. And so I'm like, okay, I got them a tray of like, I don't know, big ziti or something like that. Something insane. Easy, right? That we can add. He's like, I'll start serving people small things. And if they come up, I'll just, you know, I'll hold them off. Because the, I think the buca de pepe wasn't going to be ready for delivery until like 30 minutes after the dinner, the lunch started. But I was like, we could probably stretch this and hopefully try and make it work. And obviously vendors can eat from there and the whole night. So the ceremony's over at this point. I at least was able to solve the food situation, which I think is probably the most crucial, although nowhere to sit is probably pretty important too, but whatever. At this point, I'm like, just kind of trying to solve as much as I can. So the ceremony's over. I go up to the bride and I'm like, hey, so you have like 20 extra people here. What do you want me to do with them? And she's like, I do? Oh my God, but those people did an RSVP. And I was like, did you did you follow up with them if they uh, were coming? And she's like, no, I just assumed they weren't coming. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's definitely the way to not do it. So now I'm like, I can't make the bride feel like shit. But at the same time, it's her fault that we're in this predicament to begin with. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're going to, I don't know, figure it out. So I tell her my, like my plan. I'm like, all right, so I can do this for food. I was able to, I, I located two, I remember, I feel like I had told her, I was like, I located two tables. I have no linens, no centerpieces, no nothing else yet, but I'm working on it. But for the food, it's going to cost you X amount, you know, and I'm still trying to figure out if I can get the rest. Are you okay with these charges? And she's like, uh, uh, can you talk to my dad? And I was like, girl, I ain't got no time to talk to your dad. I'm trying to make, materialize a bunch of things in the next 45 minutes at this point. And so I was like, yes, of course I can talk to your father. I would love to talk to your father. So I go to her dad. I tell her this whole same situation, but a lot faster this time. And he's like, oh, wow. How much is it? And I'm like, look, dude, I ain't got the time. Like, yes, no. Do you want your people to starve? I'm cool with that too. Don't bother me. And he's like, okay, fine. Here's my credit card. I'm like, okay, great. Thanks. Bye. So now here I go. And this is, and this wedding I was by myself because this was in Orlando. So there was no, like none of my staff was there to help me. So I pull out two tables from like one back room that they had it was not the same size as the other tables, but it's fine. And they had chairs there again, not the same chairs, 
but it doesn't matter at this point, right? At least it's somewhere to plant somebody's booty at. So I'm like, all right, so I got two chairs and all of that. I find in their kitchen mismatched silverware. I'm like, all right, cool. That's what's going on the table. It is what it is. No cups. Didn't happen. No napkins. Didn't happen. It's cool. Centerpieces. Yeah, I stole flowers off of a lady's desk. Yes, I did. Stole flowers out of the lady's office. Uh, put them on the centerpieces. Uh, made two of them with her flowers. And I did put them back, though. Um, yep, I'm the, I am that kind of person. I did put it back because I like flowers. I don't, I don't want everybody to mess with my flowers. Uh, but I feel bad because I had to mess with this lady's flowers. But I did put them back, like I said. And then the linens. The linens was the hardest one. So I had to break into one of their, like, storage cabinets. And I found... So it happens to be, I do not know, God must love me, checkered hunter green and white linens. So they were checkered. They weren't perfect, but they were still hunter green. So when I mix match the tables, I put one on each side. I was actually able to make it happen. Like make it look not that odd. Okay. Granted, it was still odd, but it wasn't as odd. I think somebody could have looked at it who didn't know what was happening and had been like, ah, Something's off. And then kept going because they probably couldn't figure it out. At least I hope, right? This is the lies I tell myself on, on, the, on the stuff I pull out of my butt. So case and scenario is as the people are getting the food, obviously the catering is serving, you know, smaller portions than probably what they normally serve. But we were actually able to get every single guest on their first plate to eat the caterer's food. And then anyone who wanted seconds ended up able to get the Buca de Pepo. All the vendors ate, obviously, you know, the baked CD as well. And, you know, we survived and, and we made it and, and the wedding was fine. And again, there was no alcohol. So I don't know how great it was. But the reality is, is that I made something happen and materialized two full tables for 20 something people out of my butt, including everything that goes with it that I could figure out within the hour and 15 minutes. So in my eyes, that was a pat on the back win for me. All right. <laughs> this was, I just remembered six years ago at this point. Um, so yeah, it was about a year and some into, into doing my first wedding. So pretty crazy. Here's another one I got for you guys. <laughs> I think every bride's fear that something is going to break before the wedding. So I walk into this, um, into the getting ready room. Um, it was another huge bridal party. I want to say it was easily eight, probably eight couples. So you have eight bridesmaids in there, the bride, all the moms, the hair and makeup teams. Like there's a lot going on. The second I walk in though, I feel some sort of tension. You know when you can just feel it when you walk into a room and you're like, mm, something's happening here? Well, that's how I felt. Thankfully, the bridesmaids in this situation were super cool. And so they, <laughs> one of them, I can't remember which one, comes up to me. Uh, and mind you, when I say they were super cool, I mean, I'm telling you, I've had so many bridesmaids group where they're not cool. I don't understand what's up with girls, you know? Like, I get it sometimes. I don't know. I don't, I don't actually know if I get it. Like, girls, ladies, we should be here to lift each other up. Nobody should be giving me no side eye, no rudeness. I'm not sure what's happening. I'm just the wedding plan. I'm here to get you from point A to point B with no one dying. How does that sound? That's my job, right? And to take gorgeous pictures of you along the way. I mean, like, really, what else, you know? I feed you. I give you alcohol. Like, I make sure that all that stuff is there for you that day. Like, don't forget what I do for you. Okay, ladies? All right, now the sidebar. Back to the story, though. So I walk in. I feel this tension. One of the bridesmaids pulls me into the room, and there's, like, three of them standing around something, and I can't figure out what it is. And she goes, Jessica, we have a problem. And I'm like, yep, yeah, I got that far. Let's just... Spill it, problem. And she's like, the veil. The veil is torn. And I'm like, I'm sorry. The veil? You mean that super ultra thin material? 
that um i don't even know how it's made mm -hmm. yeah that oh mm, great guys i look at this beautiful cathedral veil at this bright hat and when i say it is torn i mean it is torn straight down the middle super large no way to hide that and at that moment i just wanted to look around and be like which one of you did it which one of you is causing me this this drama for your mom oh my god i'm like how the hell am i supposed to figure this one out now and mind you they're all looking at me like what are you gonna do and i'm just like all right what am i going to do and i was like all right here we go i got this i'm gonna figure it out i channeled my inner grandma yes my abuela we all know her may she rest in peace and so I channeled my inner abuela here and i'm like all right she taught me how to sew i can do this Granted, I probably can't do the things that she used to do when she was sewing, but I can sew somewhat enough. And I'm like, now I just need to find a way to make this sewing as inconspicuous as possible on a veil that is basically transparent. Okay? We all know that material that veils are made out of. So I sit on the floor, probably for a solid hour, and I literally, as tiny as I can, sew this veil together and I was able to get it to a point into one of like the flowers so like it wasn't completely that material like there were like flowers and 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 uh and like um like you know like those uh material flowers in like random spots it wasn't all over the veil it was like in random spots luckily it was close enough to one where I was able to kind of like stitch it together and stitch the main part into the flower because I had to have something to hold on to like, again, this veil is, like, super thin, so I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this? So I stitch it all together, and I'm like, all right, let's, eh, 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 right, bing, kind of get it all together. And I kind of put it all there, and I lay the veil down. And the bride, in one of those, I come out of the room. I don't think I was done. Mind you, it took me a whole hour to do this. I was so proud of myself. I literally took a picture with it, and I sent it to my grandma. I was like, abuela, look at me. Are you proud of me? And she was so proud of me. Like, you Again, if you know my abuela, then like, you know, like she was so proud of me. She was like, yeah, that's my girl. And I was like, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, that's your girl right here. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I just figured out how to sew a veil back together. Granted, never do that to me again. If you're any of my brides, never do that again. Bridesmaids, if you're a bridesmaid, God, you got one job, bro. Okay, don't break anything. That's it. Don't break it. Okay, don't touch it. I don't even know why they touched it to begin with, okay? Don't touch anything. Sorry, I know that's, it's crazy, but I'm telling you the truth, okay? All right, so then I walk out in the bride's in one of those, and I'm just like, I'm like, hey, Nicole, how are you? And she's like, oh, I'm doing good. What, what are you doing in there? Why have you been in there so long? And I was like, oh, no, I was just chatting with the bridesmaids. Everything's great. She's like, yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Something doesn't feel right. And I'm like, Nicole, everything's fine. You're like overthinking this. You know, it's your wedding day. Just take a deep breath. You want champagne? Yeah, mimosa. Let's do mimosa. I'll do a mimosa with you. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, no, but yes, I need one. Mm -hmm. Yep, I need one. All right, great. And so like I finish up the veil, the whole thing. She walks into the room. It's time for her to get dressed. She puts on her dress. I put on her veil. She doesn't notice anything. Thank the Jesus. Okay, she does end up noticing in the end. Okay, you can only hide things like that for so long. All right, but I told her, I said, Look, I think she was so like, Oh, it's fine, it looks great actually. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Had you seen it before, you would have died. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Yeah, I believe it, I would have died. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm like, Yeah, 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 tell your bridesmaids to never touch anything again. And I was like, Let me refrain from giving out these comments that just slide out of my mouth. 
Anyway, so yeah, so that's another um, beautiful wedding disaster for you guys right there. And let's talk about one of my absolute favorites. As most of you know, I do a lot of South Asian weddings. That's very much the Indian and Pakistani culture. Okay, so there's this one part of their wedding at the beginning where it is the groom's processional as his family gives him away or gives him away, yeah-ish, right, to the wedding so that we can start the actual ceremony. It's called the Bharat. Uh, it's super fun. Um, the whole groom side gets together. There's music. There's drummers. And usually the groom should process in on a mare, like which is a horse, right? A decorated mare for that for now. And it's usually in red, right? Because that's their traditional colors. And so he usually processes in that. And again, most of you have probably seen these in my stories and pictures and whatnot. EBJ events, right? On Instagram. Well, I had this one groom who thought it would be cool to process in an elephant. And at that moment, right? I was like, uh, yeah, I would love to do an elephant. Like that sounds super freaking cool. I didn't think about everything that comes with that processing of an elephant and all the liability and insurances and issues that one could have to process within an elephant, but it's okay. I was okay with the work. I wasn't okay with the day of, okay? This beautiful elephant decided to take a dump in the middle of my dance floor because this was an outside wedding. He took a dump. Yep, you heard me right, in the middle of my dance floor. And, you know, elephants are pretty big. So is their shit. Okay. Yep. And I, I, I did not clean that up. Nope. No, 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 no. I called the handler, and the handler called the assistant because the handler wasn't even going to do that. And they picked it up, and they had to, I mean, disinfect and clean. And, yeah, we probably ran about 20 minutes late because of that elephant. And I've never done an elephant again. But it was cool. And from now on, since traditionally they're supposed to come in in a horse, it is a horse. I do not allow them to come in in an elephant. It sounds cool, but it's not until they take a shit in the middle of your dance floor. And then, and then there, my friends, when you have nothing else that you can do, because it smells like, mmm, you can imagine what that smells like. Have you ever been to the zoo? Yeah, imagine that times like a hundred, okay? A pig pen, yeah, mm -hmm. much, much worse than that. So yeah, those are my wedding disasters for you ladies on my Memoirs of a Wedding Planner Part 4. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. I'll see you guys on the next one. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, send, whatever it is that you do. Love you girls. Bye. Thank you, as always, for your love and support. The Breathe 3 Podcast wouldn't be anything without you. Make sure, if you haven't already, please subscribe and review the podcast. And make sure to look me up on Instagram at ebjevents or canal.twins to stay up to date on upcoming special events and exciting announcements I might have. See you on the next one. <laughs>